So, uh, so that's a yes. Everybody is ready. Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <coughs> Sorry. There I am. That did not sound like you were ready. <laughs> no, that was a lie. I know. I'm sorry. I felt a little. <clears throat> it's like what I want <clears throat> everybody on Fresh Air to do before they go on. I'm like, mm-hmm. old people, clear your throats. There's this moment of panic before we start where I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're barfing off to the side. Okay, I'm ready. I'm Dave Davies, and this show has everything. <laughs> Garden View Studios in Albany, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. And this week, most of it's deep fried. Coming to you from the personal stash of Girl Scout Cookie Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good evening, Christy. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello. And coming to you (laughs) from the middle-aged momish studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary, the H-bomb Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Ooh, I like invoking my nickname. It makes me happy. It reminds me of being 18 years old and going to like uh, clubs that I wasn't supposed to be in and trying to be a raver. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> Had a long conversation with my very young team today about scrubbing the X's off their hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, not to be left out, uh, a woman who I'm confident has never scrubbed X's off her hands at a nightclub <laughs> in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Anne Don't At Me Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. You don't know me. You don't know my life. <laughs> that wasn't, uh, the X's weren't anything that we had here because you can't go into bars, but we would just put X's because you know straight edge. Sure. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> but I was smart. I used electrical tape, so I didn't have to scrub anything. <laughs> what a weird thing to be walking into the hardware store to buy at 17, 18 right? years old. <laughs> uh, the four of us are going to be doing some small talk tonight and uh, diving into our mailbag. After that, we'll do some uh, medium talk this week. Like I said, deep fried. More on that in a minute. Some tea she recommends and how you can get involved with the show. In small talk, there is a lot going on, both in current events of the world and current events of our munchy madness. <laughs> Hillary, take us into it, would you? All right. This was uh, the Sweet 16 round, right? Yeah. So um, we, you know, we, uh, when I was looking at who like came out into the Elite Eight, I was like, both mostly not surprised, but there were a couple that I were, was a little bit surprised by. Okay. Between Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms is the winner. And do you have the stats on it? I do. Lucky okay. Charms with 64.5% of the vote. Chunky arms coming through. Mm-hmm. The captain <laughs> didn't put up much of a fight. No. I was kind of surprised on that. Um, next round, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch at V Golden Grams. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was triumphant. And that did not surprise me. Also, 645 
percent wow. of the vote. Ooh. I know this one hurts. I am a so fan got of a the party line gram, block going on here. I think so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I'm straight ticket, please. I don't know what that straight <laughs> ticket would be. <laughs> um, the In the next uh, little bracket, we've got Frosted Mini Wheats, B Raisin Bran, and Frosted Mini Wheats is the champion. I think that, like, invoking a raisin, is just, that's just, like, divisive. You like it or you don't. And I think that's kind of what did them in. You want to guess what the percentage was? 64%. 64.5% of the vote for Wow. Weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That's wild. All right. And then finally, and this one did surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheerios v. Chex, any type. And Chex was the winner. I really thought Cheerios was going to pull it through just because it's like, you know, the staple. It's the It's base. the grandpappy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but all week I was hoping that Cheerios would win just so I could say that Circle gets the square. <laughs> <laughs> you dork. I think I I voted for Chex because of the um that because of Chex mix. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It can be uh it can be put to use in many different ways. Right. And yeah. we don't have a lot of 18 month year olds, 18 month year olds, 18 month olds voting in our polls probably. So the Cheerios block was not supported adequately, mm-hmm. but that was a 61.1% oh. of the vote. Oh. So not quite a complete <laughs> party line all the way down. Well, stay tuned for the Elite Eight next week. Thank you for your participation. It's been fun. You, you're one off. Isn't it? It's the final four because we're down to right. the last four. Oh, shit. I am. Be careful. I think that's the one that's most heavily trademarked. No, I'm so dumb. Oh, yeah. No, the extra eight. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the, the final. <laughs> the, uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. The, the, the penultimate four. Because, the, you know, that's the thing about the final four is they're not the it's not the final round. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the Fantastic Four, but that's also (laughs) the Fabulous Four. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I can't count. But yes, this is very exciting. So that means it's going to be Lucky Charms versus Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Frosted Mini Wheats versus Chex. Who will win? Actually, I'm not anticipate this. No, there's like a Cinderella. St- Who is the Cinderella story of this one? Would you say Chex? No, no, I don't. I don't want to put my thumb on the scale. Okay. <laughs> we are heavily influential with this voting block. Yes. Either pro or con. I mean, I think we could recommend something and people would run away from it too. So. I don't. I don't know about that because all four of my picks lost. Damn it. Yep. You put your money in the wrong states. I guess I did. <laughs> Um, well, so that will continue next week. We'll post it up. It's, it's been fun. I, I like the participation. Yeah. Before we go to the next thing, I do have a cereal aside. Yes. So I sent you a picture. I was wandering around Walmart the other night. So sometimes when I'm here in Albany alone, lonely, sad. (laughs) You like to go to Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Like is not the right word, but I will work fairly late and then realize that I've been sitting at a desk all day doesn't always happen. Usually I have meetings and things, but yesterday was one of those days where I just ended up realizing I had not really walked much and it was cold and dark out and Walmart's open until 11 and nothing else is around yeah. here. Yeah. And so I went to Walmart. I have my choice. There's one in all three different directions and they're all about the same distance away. So it's like, oh, am I going to go to Glenmont? I did. I went to Glenmont yesterday. Who the choices? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the one on Washington is the split level one, but the escalators are currently out of service. And I don't want to get in an elevator with people at Walmart. So 
uh, I went to the Glenmont Walmart and I was walking around and sure enough in the Easter section, when I first walk in, I saw something that perhaps could be the NIT of these brackets sometime, <laughs> which would be seasonal holiday cereal, uh, limited edition Reese's Puffs bunnies mm. made with real Reese's peanut butter. So uh, it's a family size box and I live alone. But that didn't stop me from buying it for science. For science. Yeah. For science. Of course. This was three ninety nine well spent or whatever. So I got back here last night with my gigantic box of Reese's Puff Bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> I have purchased more cereal in the last month than I have in five years probably because we keep talking about it and then I have to have it. I had to have kicks. Um, I did see some Cracklin' Oat Brand recently <gasps> in the store. So we need to investigate that more. Um, I also saw at the same Walmart last night the Honey O's. Those are the ones that look like buttholes. Yeah. I don't see those very often. And so I almost bought a box of those too, but I had to stop myself. I can only have so many boxes of cereal <laughs> one time in this apartment alone. And I also don't always have milk. And so it's complicated. We've discussed this. But anyway, I bought and I put the Reese's Puff. I poured some out on a paper towel. Very scientific. Wanted a clean workspace. You know, sterile. Sort right. Of. Sure. Mm-hmm to examine the individual puffs and i think we decided that they also could easily pass for fish yes if there we was could ever a come dis- up the- yeah there was a distinctly goldfish vibe to them right yeah if we could come up with a peanut butter fish holiday oh. <laughs> uh and then i ate them and they were um very sweet <laughs> and uh not bad and they made the milk taste vaguely chocolatey peanut buttery that's sort so. of the problem with those kind of things, though. Like, I like sweet stuff, but sometimes they're, like, cloyingly sweet, where you're like, oh, I yeah. can't do this. Yeah, it's the first time I felt like all my teeth were going to fall out since the time <laughs> I had all my teeth pulled out. <laughs> you're like, these are an investment. Be careful. Be careful with those chompers. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like I need to get a new gym membership out here, because that's the kind of thing I think you're only allowed to eat half an hour after going to the gym, like I think Tim Ferriss would say, <laughs> like that's a cheat cereal. Yeah, totally. Gives you some protein. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if you see some and you have a lot of people to feed, because I think you should only eat one bowl of these a year, go ahead and get yourself some Reese's Puff Bunnies. Yeah. Mm. There's my review. All this, right. This puts me in mind. I wouldn't, I would not object crowdsourcing this scientific endeavor. If, our Tishi listeners and friends are out there in the world and they see an interesting novelty cereal and you want to try it for science and let us know. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes, please. Alert us. Cereal reviews. We have an inbox. You can send us a, you can send us your audio review. Yeah. Of various cereal, um, seasonal cereal types. These were next to the peeps cereal, by the way. Gross. Which we've I've tried before, Ugh. so those are not new. So could you could you make a seasonal count chocula, or is it by definition seasonal? <sighs> I feel like it's seasonal, but then you have like the Nightmare Before Christmas version, I guess. But <laughs> it's on the shelves year round, right? It is. It's only it is. blueberry and Frankenberry and the fruit mummy thing that only come <laughs> once a year. Yeah, right. I'm sure, you know, there's some goth version of, like, Spooky Easter or whatever. I don't know. Could yeah. you make, like, a zombie one that's, like, Jesus or something? It's already, it's already about a dead guy coming back to life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put some bunny ears on Count Chocula. It'll work. <laughs> yeah. 
I think so. It'd be kind of cute. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to carry us all the way to the Flag Day cereals. So yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to move on to our Oscars debrief, in which I think Christine and I have decided. Well, for one, thank you to everybody who watched along and participated with us. It was real, despite the Oscars, it was really, really fun. <laughs> it was re- really, really fun. I had a, it was a fun night. I mean, I was like exhausted. I was very keyed up. I barely slept that night because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, oh, that was so, you know, just kind of had adrenaline rushing. The but, drama. Um, yeah. And now when I was just sort of like, oh, what's happening? What's going on? But I, I, I think like, it just, there's so much and it's layered and I don't, whatever. So I found this, I saw this quote today, <laughs> strangely from Daniel Radcliffe, not the person that I would think I'd be quoting today, um, you know, former Harry Potter. But he said, "It's like uh, being a marine. I don't think he's a former Harry Potter. Oh, just to say, <laughs> yeah, always, always, always a Harry Potter. Yeah. He said, uh, Daniel Radcliffe on the Will Smith and Chris Rock Oscars incident. I'm just so already dramatically bored of hearing people's opinions about it that I just don't want to be another opinion adding to it. That's kind of how I feel about it right now. It is not going to be the thing like um, Moonlight and La La Land that I'm going to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is just something that I'm like, it happened." I kind of don't want to think about it anymore. But regardless, I was happy. And I know, I think Christy was happy that Coda won. Oh, that my gosh. That was lovely. Um, but yeah, it happened. And it was kind of crazy. So Most of the I- things we wanted to win or thought we would win, I think we yeah. got them all, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Pretty everyone much. watched Coda. Yeah. We've been saying that for a while, yeah. but yeah. everyone should. And that's all I have to say about yep. that. And the <laughs> immortal words of... Scump, <laughs> the wow. winner of the 1994 Oscar. Um, yeah, no, it was just sort of a kind of sad, good, whatever. So I, yeah, huh? I did not watch the Oscars. Um, I was distracted. I'm not going to make the joke about asking what happened. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I am going to ask, was it Questlove who came on right after yes. all of that nonsense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, no, it totally <laughs> sucked. And I, it's actually a movie I really want to see. I've been meaning to watch it, that yeah. documentary. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, anyway, so that was that. But it was really fun, and we will do it for uh, – not for the Grammys. I'm not a Grammys person. No, I'm either. not interested. But definitely for the Emmys. That's the next, like, big one, right, Christy? Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, like now a, that I work for an organization that has two Grammys. <clears throat> I know. Hey. <laughs> hey. We are not in the running this year, so uh, – I, I don't then have screw a reason them. to care. Yeah. I've, we have some friends in the uh, industry. The classical music Emmy, uh, Grammys are interesting because there are only so many contenders. And so it's not to say that you'll definitely get one if you put an album out with a recording from the last couple of years. But el- the eligibility is interesting because you have to have recorded it within the last few years. But a lot of times when you're doing the music of, say, one composer, which is the way it happens a lot, some of the recordings will happen like five, ten years ago. And then you'll finally get enough to put out a whole CD and so, like, we put out an album last year, but none of the recordings on it were recent enough oh, yeah. to still be eligible. So it's it's weird. Interesting. Yeah. It makes sense. Unless you're all Mozart all the time, it's going to take you a while to get enough Mozart to make an album. Right. Yeah. Grammy rules are, are weird. Like, timing rules are very odd. So, yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, it was fun, though, regardless. I like the... Uh, I like the group activity element of it mm-hmm. so it was it was really fun all right let's move on to the mailbag um we actually got a little a little note today from um 
Wait, wait a second. We also we got one that is not pasted in here, but <laughs> the only one that I see is from Brian Kearney, who Bobby rudely missed his meeting with. I don't I know. know what you're should, talking about. Should we um should we remind people who Brian was? He is the co-founder slash CEO of Awesome Pros, and he was going to take our podcast to the new level through automation. Yes, Bobby. I'm sorry. I'm a very busy person. <laughs> you Don't booked <laughs> Brian's calendar, and then you ghosted him? You're wasting his time. Well, you know, he, he has been... Uh, he. he you know, he sent several emails. He's wasted a certain amount of time. Oh, oh my God. So Tishi breaking news. I'm in the inbox for the account that I used to sign up for a meeting with Brian Kearney. Uh, I was all excited to not end up meeting with him because I was very busy. Uh, and then I, I don't use this email all the time. I got an email back from Brian Kearney. And it says... A few hours before that time slot, a uh, blank name, because I don't want to give away the name on this email. <laughs> Something came up, and I am going to have to reschedule. I apologize. <laughs> I'm currently training with the Air Force, and something came up. What? Would you be able to meet in the same time next week or, or during the same hour anytime next week? Saved, well, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> My, Brian Kearney has like a lot of dimensions to him. I, I can't wait figure them out although yeah. i let, let's go through this latest email and then maybe our feelings about whether we want to pursue a relationship <laughs> with brian might change okay i'm gonna read it christy again christy, okay, only. Way, christy what is this i don't know because i didn't even set up the the new gmail are you going it's... behind our back to develop relationships with people <laughs> i mean maybe <laughs> But isn't that weird? I had nothing to do with setting it's it up. It's so weird. My it's name so, shouldn't be on it. Did it come to the new Gmail or the old the old account? I can't remember what account it came to. I don't remember. Uh, I, I trashed remember. it as soon as okay. I copied it over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it what? It's weird that it came to what was it? Holmes Jewelry? <laughs> to the stars? What was the oh, name God, of the God, did it really? No. Holmes and Holmes Jewelry <laughs> to the stars. <laughs> Spelled wrong. <laughs> Uh, okay, Christy, we yes. can automate your podcast for as little as $120 per episode. How? We use our highly quality, high quality remote employees along with the top systems and software in the industry. Our remote employees come from overseas where we can pay top dollar to get the best talent at a reasonable price. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our process ensures that they read and write in English better than the average U.S. college graduate. Okay. All of this for $14.50 an hour. Do you have 15 minutes to chat about your podcast and see if we can fit into your process? Does next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central <laughs> work for you? Otherwise, feel free to grab some time on my calendar here, Brian. First of all, if he listened, he would know that he should schedule us in Mountain Time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have a feeling he does not listen to our show. You're showing your ass. Second Brian of all, Kearney. what is paying top dollar to, to get the best talent at a reasonable price? Is it top dollar or is it or a reasonable exactly. price? Which one of those is fourteen fifty an hour, Brian? Yeah, I'm, I don't believe him. I'm dubious. He's a liar. I, when we were talking about this briefly earlier, just the 
excited tone of this email being like, guess what? <laughs> We're get, getting underpaid employees from developing countries so that we don't have to shell out for American people. And they talk English good, too. I'm like, <laughs> better than I you. I don't think this is the sales pitch that you think it is, Brian. Right. This is yeah. kind of gross. Try again, Brian. Was, yeah. It was so I'm gross. so mad. I know. So I should schedule another meeting with Brian so I can let him know that we are advocates for paying Americans a living wage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm a, an and advocate non-Americans for non-Americans, too. <laughs> Look uh, at the steal we get on these people. Gross. So gross. We pay them a handful of rice and they'll do just as good a job. They're so excited about the rice. Ugh. Gross. Um, uh, oh. We can't make the show title. They're so excited about the rice. Can we? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, okay, in real email world, well, I mean, I guess Brian's is quasi real. It's at least not like I mean, it, let me it show does you. exist. It's not yeah. imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> in an actual listener, um, Justina says she is cheap about salt. Don't try to sell me fancy ass pink Himalayan or Fleur de Sel. All I want is Morton's regular table salt with iodine. My thyroid has enough to worry about. Uh, or kosher salt, depending on the application. It's NACL, no matter what you get it from. That's sad that I had to, like, really think about it <laughs> for a second. I'll get my trace minerals elsewhere. Thank you very much. Commercially yours, Justina. Preach, yeah. woman. Yeah, I get Preach. it. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. NACL or knackle, as Hillary was <laughs> I know, I'm like, about <laughs> to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, um, I, the only thing that I like is ones that you can, like, grind a little bit because i like it when it's a little bit chunkier but Mm -hmm. other than that that's all i care about yeah salt is salt is salt and anybody that tells you different yes they're selling you a bill of goods yeah well unless you drill a hole in it and put a little light bulb in it and then (laughs) charge 20 bucks for it then it has healing properties yes well yes yeah obviously i wasn't including that bobby (laughs) right that's like it's on top of ann's list of things to buy right now um okay moving on to questions of the week responses as i thought i think we all thought we got quite a few responses because people have feelings about being uh cheap jennifer my own sister says tinfoil and i'm like what no i mean maybe she buys cheap tinfoil but i don't think that's true you have to have high quality tinfoil for the tinfoil hats right (laughs) yes exactly um jonathan says shredded cheese we just get the kroger brand yeah. You know, I can respect that, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Cheese really does vary. Not like cheddar necessarily, but man, you can get some expensive cheese where I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Why is it so expensive? If I'm getting shredded cheese, I'm probably mixing it in with other things. And yeah. Like I don't need to appreciate the perfect flavor of the cheese. Yes. Or eating it out of the bag in the middle yeah. of the night, standing <laughs> yes. in front of the fridge, <laughs> yep. which is also not a time where it needs to be fancy. When I'm making like something like a casserole or something, I, yeah, I'll sprinkle it on top and then a little bit for me as well. <laughs> Some for them. Some for <laughs> Some me. For me. Yeah. Um, another Jennifer says, uh, my husband would say heat. I can't bring myself to turn the heat on the house uh, for for just me when I'm working from home. And I'm always sneaking the thermostat down a degree or two. (laughs) Oh, marital war, Jennifer. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's one thing that Dave and I, not necessarily heat, but like air conditioning, we're like, I don't care. Like, I'll pay another mortgage. It's okay. I'm hot. 
Um, Amanda says, clothes. Most of mine come from Goodwill. I do look for things that are in new or nearly new condition and good brands. That's probably admirable. I never bother. These legs are not going to fit into anything at Goodwill. I, I also, you know, there are people that really like... I hate this phrase, but like get off on like finding the gym. And I mm-hmm. like, I want it to be presented to me like in a, br- <laughs> like just show me here. Okay, great. Um, I'm, let's see. Emily says gas. I feel like anything above regular is a scam. I do too. I mean, I Same. guess I don't have like nice cars, so I don't know, but I'm like, I got a Toyota. It's getting regular, <laughs> baby. I'm not I thought you weren't supposed to put premium in regular cars. Right, yeah. they're not premium. Yeah, well, I know. What's the level? Like, what is the base level for a premium? Like a BMW or something? I don't I've know. never I owned like a car that qualifies. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think some Audi models maybe you yeah. need premium. Mm-hmm. What cars need huh, premium I gas? Auto question of the week, please. I had a Volkswagen yeah. that needed it. Really? It Only eighteen percent of new cars require premium. Oh, this is on MotorBiscuit.com. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, understand i can't tell if motor biscuit sounds disgusting or sexy right <laughs> i'm scrolling i'm scrolling i just want the list but okay motor biscuit is disappointing me continue i'll keep researching <laughs> okay um melissa says i make up remover pads alme like she shouted alme that's the one i use yeah those are good i like alme stuff um amy confusingly says um everything but tiffany's jewelry why i'm so confused (laughs) so she's cheap on jewelry except for she buys herself tiffany's jewelry is that what i'm supposed to understand why i like that random bit of capitalism i don't even know my tank uh takes less than three dollars to fill up not right now and i don't like a utility bill over a hundred dollars okay so but like she'll splurge on tiffany all right that's yeah you know live your life (laughs) Um, April says, I will use up every last bit of toothpaste, shampoo, soap, etc. I can't throw throw out, recycle the container until every last bit is used. When I first met my spouse, he would only use a bar of soap until about halfway, at which point he thought it was too small and would toss it. Uh, I hear you about the toothpaste. I really do. Me too. Like I'm pushing on it. Yeah. I'm like, Elliot's like, it's out. I'm like, there is plenty. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) doing origami to the tube to make it come out. (laughs) Totally. Um, Linda says, my coffee at home. I used to do the pods in my Keurig, but decided to go back to Ubon and Mr. Coffee. Costs a lot less, and I can make it as strong as I want. I still indulge in fancy coffee shop lattes once a week-ish, though. Um, We actually did that, too. We had a Keurig, and I was like, this tastes like butt. And I have... Like, zero taste in coffee. I am not a fancy co- I loaded up with so much um, coffee made hazelnut creamer that, like, it's not, it doesn't matter. But when the plastic is seeping through the coffee made, I'm like, all right, this got to go. And we drink enough coffee that we can make a pot. It's okay. Um, Jack says, parking. I have been known to park and walk three miles from an event or workplace <laughs> to save the cost of parking. <laughs> As I walk along, passing parking signs with increasing rates on them, I say to myself, $20, that'll buy me lunch. $40, that'll buy me dinner. $70, that'll that'll get me out of a jam or two. (laughs) Three miles? That's wild. I do understand, like, looking for the cheapest parking. Like, I get that. But um, that's, I mean, you know. Do you think it's awkward when Jack walks past his house? <laughs> yeah, right. 
it's not safe for women to be uh, after an event to be walking yeah. three miles by themselves. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, Actually, sometimes the, two blocks is a little iffy. No, exactly. Totally. Depending the neighborhood. Yeah. I remember being in. Um, this is a my a slight perking story. When I first went to Boston with Dave to meet his parents in like 2005, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna let's go to Banyan Hall. Like we can go kind of tour around." And we went and parked in some. I mean, Bobby, you know what I'm talking about. Like we're right like on the water, kind of near the aquarium area, mm-hmm. whatever, right over there. And I think we parked there for like two, two hours maybe. And it was like $60. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Like even in Los Angeles, it was never that much. It was wild. Anyway. Yeah. I can be kind of cheap about that. Uh, Austin pro tip on the weekends, post office square garage. Oh, so if anybody listening has relevant need for that on the weekends, it's like less than 10 bucks all day. Ooh, that's a steal. That's a steal. Um, Rosemary says... Clean bathrooms, too. That's the other thing there. Oh, that is key. Definitely a great, like, after hockey game or after night out. Kind of deal. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosemary says shoes. And then it made me think of that YouTube from, like, 15 years ago where she just says shoes, shoes, shoes. That's, like, was stuck in my head all day. And I posted a picture to Rosemary. Um, Julie says home decor. I'm always shocked at how much nice home decor items cost. Even things like towels. Although, go, although I buy good quality, I always wait for a good sale. Yeah. Home de- pillows. Why the fuck are decorative pillows so expensive? Even at Target, they're, you know, $20 for a teeny tiny pillow. No, thank you. Um, Anne Louise says makeup. I'm not good enough for Sephora. Anne Louise, you are good <laughs> enough for Sephora, but I hear you. I agree with you, Anne yep. Louise. I mean, I don't put on makeup hardly ever anymore since I became a hermit. Me neither. <laughs> you know, I really, like, stepped down. I, I was looking at a picture of myself from, like, 2018. I'm like, God, I wear a lot of makeup. Like, I did a whole eye routine every day to go to work. And I really, I don't have, but I'll buy some good, like, concealer and stuff. I'll spend money on that because I have acne-ridden skin. But um, I, otherwise, I, I don't spend that much on it. Um, Kristen says books, which is funny because she reads more than any person I have ever met, but I think she just really <laughs> like goes to the library. library. I think that's yeah. her. She's a mm. big library person. And she, when I say she reads a lot, she does read a lot and she reads some good books, but she also, you know, much like I do reads a lot of trash. Um, so I think that's one of those things where you're like, I don't really want to spend money on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Anne says coffee makers. We either buy them from campus surplus. My spouse is a university employee or goodwill and have no tech backup for when they fail. Pour over for me. French press for him. <laughs> hey, wait, Anne, can you go? Is there a campus sur- campus surplus uh, at the university of Minnesota? Mm, there's the reuse center. I don't know if they have small items, but they have like lots of furniture like and desks. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Did I tell you all that I disassembled and reassembled the bookshelf that I stole from my office in Boston? It is currently no. now directly behind me in my desk in the apartment here in Albany. We got this secondhand from like all of our furniture from the office in Boston came from a bank that like redecorates its office all the time and puts all its old furniture in a warehouse. So it had a bunch of like gently used like executive furniture. And it's this ridiculously large, heavy bookshelf. And we're moving out of those offices in Boston in a couple of months. And I was like, I don't want to abandon this bookshelf. So I took it apart enough to get it in my car and brought it out here and reassembled it. So I have like all of my crappy bachelor pad, garbage picked, cheap furniture 
and then just this weirdly nice like office bookshelf behind me hmm. yeah. cool and the herman miller chair <laughs> which i think i finally got other people's you know life out of after using it for a couple years <laughs> um kalina says nothing which is probably why i'm broke there <laughs> <laughs> <Where are> you <laughs> Um, Lane says candles for which I am also very picky about scent. I I enjoy a scented candle from time to time, but only if it has perfect, not too strong smell. And I found it for fifty percent off at Target or TJ Maxx. <laughs> I hear. You. Hey, I want some. I I want some suggestions because I I like the smell of a candle, but I can't ever find the right one. It's either like too cloying or it's too subtle. I can't. I just can't find it. And I'm not gonna spend money on it. Oh, um, well, then I can't help you. <laughs> I'm not gonna spend money. I, mean, I know I tons of candles from my retail days. Well, you can, but they're not cheap. I know, I know. Um, okay, Sarah says sandwich bags. I grew up with sandwiches sent to school in empty bread bags, which was mortifying. But for some reason, as a full-grown adult, buying name-brand Ziploc bags seems like the height of excess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind buying store brand ones. I mean, the HEB ones are good. The one thing that I will spend is I want a zipper. I don't want, I don't want to match two sides together. I, I need to zip oh, it up. Oh, I don't mm. like the zipper. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you not trust it? Uh, I don't know. I just find it like bulky and irritating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can and, see And like that. it comes open more easily. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I'm just lazy. Um, I at Ikea. Randomly, it's just oh, one of those things that we like. Five hundred for a dollar ninety nine, something like that. They're not quite that big, but we do buy multiple boxes when we go, and they have many different sizes. Hmm. I yeah. didn't know that they made sandwich bags. Of course, I they do. didn't either yes. until Sam was like, "Oh, we're going to buy these one day," and we never looked back. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> and five years later, um, Joseph says, "Is it unreasonable to carry my own luggage to the room? I don't really need the help, especially if it comes with a price. The concept of a wedge salad is offensive to me too. You mean <laughs> I must overpay for lettuce and do all the work of chopping and tossing? Thank you." <laughs> I agree I lo- with that. I love a wedge salad, but I me do too. find it very awkward where you're just like, like having to saw the brick I mean- of lettuce. If we could just agree that we're allowed to pick up the wedge with our hands. <laughs> yes. Just it that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree with the luggage, yeah. too. I, mm-hmm. I, actually, I don't think I've ever um, stayed at a hotel fancy enough where there was a person to transport my luggage. But I think it also goes for, like, um, airport shuttles and yes. Stuff like I'm okay. I can hoist my own suitcase. I don't need somebody to do that for me. I mean, so many times, Dave and I've been like riding the, um, you know, we, we have the kids and we're riding the little the little um, bus from parking to the airport, mm-hmm. and like they always inevitably help us. And I'm like, Dave, I don't have any cash. Like we're like screaming at each other. Do you have cash? He's like, I don't have any cash. <laughs> it's like it's a little pathetic. I need super, to be more prepared. Super dignified. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay, Daniel says paper towels. I'm not spending a lot of money on something that most of the time is immediately going in the trash. I hear you. Daniel, I'm afraid we're going to have to escort you out. Of yeah, this get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Viva, Viva sponsored podcast. Yeah, Meredith I and wish. Hillary need you to leave. <laughs> and then finally, Sean... Uh, finally, Sean, I need to talk to you about this. Dentistry. I've had the same toothache since before COVID. No. Sean, no. you need to get that no. looked at. Yeah. <laughs> Do it now <laughs> before it costs significantly more. Right. 
You will no longer be cheap about dentistry once you really get it looked at. Second reference on this show, but again, I put a Toyota Corolla's (laughs) worth of dental work into my face a couple years ago. God. Do it now. Yeah. Before it's too late. Uh, Seriously, before it's too late. And thank you for your participation in that. I We knew we had some cheap-ass listeners, and y'all came through. Mm-hmm. I have an update on premium fuel. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes, please. God. Let's it close turns, that circle. <laughs> it turns out it is hella difficult to find a list of cars that use premium gas. There is a list of, quote-unquote, normal cars that require <laughs> premium gas. There is a list of premium acquires cars that don't use premium gas but just like a big one place anyway so below here in my list is a list of cars that require premium gas the buick envision the buick regal the nissan maxima the mitsubishi outlander the gmc terrain the nissan juke small car yeah the jeep renegade the fiat 500x and the subaru forester are Mm. all regular quote-unquote cars that require premium gas and then i did find a page from edmund that had premium fuel recommended and it's kind of the usual suspects it's acura bmw infinity cadillac some chevys oh corvettes they're all corvettes uh some like the dodge challenger fiat spider yeah ford ford fusion okay that's weird that yeah, is. we've got some Mustangs, we've got some fancy pickups, we've got some Jeeps, Land Rovers, Lexus, Lincoln, you know, so. Oh, Toyota. Which mm. Toyotas? What's a Toyota 86? No idea. Never what? heard of it. Never. No. I'm sorry, if I drove a Nissan Juke or whatever and I had to put like premium gas, pissed. I would be so pissed. <laughs> it's a fancy oh, a sports, sports car. car. Oh, Never Previously known as the Scion FRS. Oh, I remember the Scions. Before Toyota discontinued the Scion brand. Okay. Well, the more you know. Do, 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 do. Still Is there any Volkswagen wagons on there? Because I feel um, like I, I was told I had to. Let's see. One Volvos. No Volkswagens. Hmm. They were lying to you, Christy. They, they knew. As of 2019. I'm sorry, Hillary, what was that? <laughs> they knew. It's been a while. Well, it was actually written on the inside of the gas tank thing. Oh. That was like premium only. Bullshit. Not in 2019. Yeah, I didn't have that car in 2019. Well, I- we learned something new today, didn't we? Yep, we sure yeah. did. <laughs> Should we move on to medium talk? Yes, please. I do think it's time. And somehow I don't know how it's taken us this long to have this conversation. Um, for a, a peek behind the run sheet, for those of you who might be interested, <laughs> we keep sort of a running list of things in reserve that we've been meaning to get to or that mm-hmm. would be fun to talk about one of these days, especially in episodes like this where we know we're going to have a solid 30 to 40 minutes of, uh, you know, small talk. We always have a solid 30 <laughs> to 40 minutes of small talk. No matter what we do. That's fair. So we had, what was it? How was it listed here? Is it, actually, it's on here now. I can probably just look about our favorite apps and yep. uh, our top five apps and what we wished we used. And that made us think, oh, I, I think the original impetus was, was you know, phone apps, iPhone apps. Android it was. Apps. 
mm-hmm. etc. But then we just said, nah, fuck it. We're going to talk about the good kind of apps. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, appetizers. And this is not going to be a top five to come out, I don't think. Is that no. 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 Because yeah. there's room in our hearts, in yes. our enlarged mm-hmm. hearts. <laughs> the more the better. <laughs> for plenty of appetizers and uh because i can see our notes i think we've got a nice uh a nice distribution here with a little bit of overlap where appropriate but um since i did the introductions from uh right to left uh why don't we do this that way as well christy although now that i've done this you're kicking us off with something that i wouldn't have even yeah exactly yeah classy (laughs) or do we want to go three do we want to go three two one no Uh, i don't I don't know that mine are. Um, yeah, this it's is not ranked. It's right. simply oh, okay. the first okay. one I thought of, the second one, exactly. And the third one. Same. Okay. Well, let's discuss some merits. Christy, give us an app. Okay. So what I put um, the what it, I like bread with some kind of cheese that tastes good. So mm-hmm. right now I'm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that could be the show. Yeah. I like bread with some kind of cheese that tastes good. Might be a little long. And it changes like. Um, I was like super into brie with like a fig um, jam. Yes. Um, Stop right now. (laughs) Right? So right now I'm like really into anything with burrata, especially with a balsamic reduction on it. Mm. So that's my first one. But it's always like a cheese with a fancy bread and some kind of other like sauce is that that would be the big category. But right now specifically it's that. Do you go big into the bread with oil category? Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bread with anything, basically, but bread with, like, the oil and, like, some spices and then vinegar, like a balsamic vinegar. Is that what you mean? Or do I put oil on on to bread? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It reminds me, it brings me back to our, you know, mid-level chain uh, restaurant conversation. It, It was like a revelation when I went to macaroni grill and they like gave you bread and then they pour, like dramatically poured mm-hmm. olive oil and like put salt. Yeah. And, and I, I was think like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> because I'm before very into then that. the only thing I'd ever, ever had is butter. <laughs> yes. Bread. Yes. I remember I went to a fancy restaurant, not super expensive, a good restaurant in um, San Francisco once for my birthday with my brothers. And we ordered like the artisan t- bread basket or something Mm -hmm. it was not it was not gratis it was not table carbs but the uh it came out i think like the general manager brought it out and i went (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) and he said he laughed and he said is that for me or the bread and i said can't it be for both (laughs) that's the show title (laughs) (laughs) i am on the bread train yes yeah so good Chris, do you want to keep going? Should we just keep going in the... All three of them? Or, yeah. or are we doing one, one, one? Nah, fire it off. Yeah. Okay. Burn your list. Let's do um, it. So my next one to bring in an Asian flair is Crab Rangoon with real crab. Um, sometimes the fake crab can be okay, but um, sometimes the cream cheese, they add like some kind of sweet thing to the cream cheese and then it's just too much. So Crab Rangoon with the good dipping sauce. And then um, chips, guacamole, um, and queso. There's not many good queso places around here, but mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. Now, what I did have a hard time with is that I was naming things that are 
appetizers versus sides. Because I yeah. would have, like, if it was sides, I would have a whole different list. Mm. Right. But, so, I'm not going to spoil it because other people put things that I consider sides. Oh. Um, so, um, I'll <laughs> take it over. I think it's Hillary next. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to. I have lots of feelings. <laughs> I, I, I would say my struggle was um, uh, between the whole idea of what is an appetizer that you order and what mm-hmm. is something that just comes, comes to the table. Yes. yes. Right. Right. Like your chips and salsa. Is that an appetizer? Well, well that's why I didn't put salsa because that's mm-hmm. a free freemium i feel like sometimes lately the fancier mexican restaurants have been like "Mm, you know what we're gonna actually just charge you for this you can get the trio that's how they do it is like it's the trio and you're like okay i I mean mean, i'm fine with being charged for it yes yes you know whatever Mm -hmm. um uh old mexico restaurant (laughs) where they pour the paste salsa paste picante sauce in and you know give it to you for free you know whatever um yeah, that is it. Like chips and salsa, I, and I did put the trio like chips, salsa, guac, queso. It, that really is like the weight of my heart. A good any of those kind of situation. I it is like I think sometimes when I eat, I go into like a fugue state. Like I think I have <laughs> decent manners, but when I eat, especially chips and salsa or chips and whatever dip, I think I like I can't. I'm unstoppable. Like I can't. I, I'm like take a breath and you know sip your margarita or whatever and and chill out and I like can't there's like crumbs coming out of the corners of my mouth it's kind of disgusting Um, didn't you tell us a dating story about yes Um, this I went on a date with this guy in San Francisco I honestly don't even remember his name because like fuck him and he told me to slow down when I was eating chips and guacamole (laughs) and I made out with him which now I'm like still irritated that I made out with him don't be 22 Um, yeah what a dick Um, anyway I love it so much I can't stop myself. And honestly, like I could go to a Mexican restaurant and like just have that. Like I, sometimes that happens where like I'll have so much chips and whatever that I when my meal comes, I'm like, I'm honestly not hungry. Like I, I'm just going to eat on this. Do you Ugh. think that that's a business strategy? Because why else would they do that? It is so hard not to eat the entire basket of chips and salsa before your meal comes. I don't know. I Maybe. But then... And I guess you already you order before you realize that you're full, and then you're like, I'm already full. Right. I mean, I could see if there's an all you can eat component to the restaurant, then it's smart of them to charge you the all you can eat price and then fill you up. Yeah. On chips. Yeah, I know, but it never is that. It's always like I'm ordering my, you know, my tacos or my enchiladas or whatever, and And you just take them home. Yeah. 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 Maybe once they've sold them, what do they care? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I love it so much. Um, so yeah, I was I was going back and forth thinking about so chips, the chips and salsa are really like my number one, like with a bullet. That's it. But I, so I was going back and forth. Like I really like hummus, but I didn't put that and like whatever pita. I like that, but I I didn't put that on. It's not something I think about. It and has really, the faint sheen of healthfulness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you're stuffing like mounds of bread in your mouth, which is great. I just felt like it didn't belong on this list (laughs) because of that. No, exactly. (laughs) So I was thinking, what do I really love? Well, when I went to college in Memphis, um, I had never had this before, but they had 
every restaurant you went to had fried pickles, fried spears, fried like little slivers. And I love them. There are definitely some that are better than others. There's a place um, called Young Avenue Deli. They have the best fried spears. Oh, they're so good. And they kind of burn your mouth. You're like, oh, 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 but it tastes <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, that Hillary, is- I have a question. Yes. What is the coating on the good ones? Is it a smooth or is it crunchy? It's crunchy. Okay. I like the crunchy. I think the smooth is kind of I like weird. the smooth better. Oh, well, you know, listen, I'm not going to turn anything down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Actually, it was... Go ahead. I, I think there's an argument here about the way they're cut. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, like... Coins you know, versus spears? Right. Yeah. I because don't I'm pro-coin and anti-spear. Oh, I, I like the spear. Yeah, I like the spear. I the never really... Area thing. I don't know why. It was like... To me, it was like too... There was like too much fry for the pickles. So, and don't get me wrong, I like a like a fried area. But Starting I to see some such a thing exist. <laughs> but it, it was almost just too much. Like I needed a little bit more of the flavor. Otherwise, I'm just eating fried. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was a kid and they served fried okra at lunch, I would just eat the fry part and not the okra because <laughs> I don't like okra. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just like kind of cut it out. But I like pickles, and I want the flavor of the pickle to embed into it a little bit more. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever had fried pickle spears to be able to compare. Mm, They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. And kind of in that vein, I think similarly, my last pick is, and this was my first, because when I was a kid, I didn't really like salsa. I liked chips and queso, but I was a baby about spice. So I was like, I don't like salsa. And we always went to Mexican restaurants and I was like, I want queso. But so my first true, like, appetizer love that I remember getting regularly when we would go to Chili's or, you know, Bennigan's or what have you was mozzarella sticks. I love mozzarella sticks. Oh, a good mozzarella. When you, when you're a kid and you bite into it and you pull it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. See, I like the idea in theory, but I think the pulling out kind of irritates me. Hmm. Do not isolate that, Bobby. <laughs> um. <laughs> I tried so hard not to make any noise. <laughs> I saw it coming. It's like a trade. Uh, I, I don't like it. It's a complaint that I have about an onion ring. It's a complaint about yeah. mozzarella sticks. Yeah. It's things that detach from the coating and slide out. <laughs> you know, probably as a kid, I like. I don't know. I haven't had a mozzarella st- stick in a minute, so I don't know if I would really be, you know... I might, I think I, in the last time I had him, I probably ate it in one bite. So then it was sort of like, yeah, I don't want to get that messy. And then again, you come up with the like, my mouth is burning. (laughs) Hot cheese in my mouth. I think as as an adult, I'm also a little bit more aware of digestive issues, which more potential digestive issues, which makes me a little bit leery when it comes to that. I forget where it, where it comes from it's not my joke but it's do you want six string cheeses no what if i bread them and deep fry them and them with marinara oh yes <laughs> absolutely yes, oh, that's a question what sauce do you like with the mozzarella sticks i think i've only had marinara oh. yeah maybe a ranch like oh really interesting i like a ranch with good cheese? honey mustard which seems weird oh. Well, I mean, I can kind of see that. Yeah. I think I've mentioned that the only regional bar food I can find in Albany is mozzarella sticks served with Melba sauce. What's What's Melba sauce? It's like a a raspberry 
Right, like a peach sauce. melba. Yeah. Oh, that yep. sounds so good. <laughs> it's, it's wow. It's not bad. Like it's it's fine, but it's weird. I can't figure out why or how the origins of Melba sauce being the thing they serve with them here. But like you'll go to a bar and it'll be, do you want marinara or Melba? Wow, that's and, like the regional delicacy oh of, right. of Albany. Yes, hmm, interesting. It's not steamed hams. It's sauce. <laughs> Named for Nellie Melba, an Australian opera singer in the early 20th century. Interesting. You learn something new every day. Yeah. We're, we're learning about raspberry, raspberry preserves, red currant jelly, and lemon juice is what this recipe is. So. Interesting. All right. Well, I'd when we come it. to Albany, we're good. Yeah. Well, no, I would totally try mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It seems a little bit odd because it would be such a sweet taste to be with the fried cheese, but I'm willing to try it. Yeah. But well, like, I mean, we just a few minutes ago, we were discussing uh, burrata with a balsamic reduction. Yeah. Well, and also just crab rangoon usually comes with like a sweet and sour or plum sauce. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. like. Real cuisine as opposed to mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't come from yeah, Italy. That's a, that's a different shape fried wrapper full of cheese. Right. <laughs> it's classy because it has crab in it. Yeah, we stirred some other stuff in there, so it's yep. real food. Right. <laughs> well, I guess that's on to me. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just putting the Atlas Obscura link for Albany style mozzarella sticks with raspberry sauce into oh. the. Uh, slack i'll make sure it makes it into the show notes i'll probably forget um (laughs) just tempering expectations now as people listen to this and rush to the show notes uh my number one obviously chicken wings although i struggled with this because uh, again the definition of appetizer i mean wings are very much an appetizer but they're often just also a meal yeah anyway Mm -hmm. and so yeah but even if we're at the bar with a few people I will share my chicken wings because sure. we're going to get more food with them. So therefore, uh, I think if, if they appear on an appetizer menu, you can count them as an appetizer. Absolutely. Right, that's fair. So yeah. chicken wings. Great. Medium, extra crispy. Don't fuck around with the sauce. Chicken wings. Mm. Beautiful. Ranch. Beautiful ranch. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Bobby hang up. How He's like, dare you? <laughs> we were discussing this on Tuesday and I sent you all a picture of the preferred blue cheese. Oh yeah, Marie's. Is Marie's that the kind that is Marie's the stuff that's like in the refrigerated section, like the yes. dressing? Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you know good. it's good because it's near the salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the by where it wants to be. The salad. 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 Dallas. One of the repeats on our lists also appears on mine. Christy, crab rangoon. Yes. But so I would say let's share, some, share yeah. some, but let's not share some. Let's yeah, each get sharing. an order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would just note that Bobby's does not specify real crab right. like Christie's <laughs> does. No, Bobby's real, like, real I don't crab. give a shit. Real crab, ideally. <laughs> However, I have had crab rangoon from fancy places where there is too much crab to cream cheese ratio. Oh. I do want a fair amount of it to just be cream cheese that tastes vaguely of crab. <laughs> Yeah. What is yeah. the imitation crab? Alaskan pollock or something? It's like a like white that? fish. Yeah. 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 Crab with a K. But it has it has sweetener in it, so that's why. Like, if the cream cheese also has like a flavoring that's sweet, it just it's a turn off. Right. Yeah. 
Then you're just eating a blintz that's right. Been deep fried <laughs> exactly. Which I'm not against, but it's just pepper. not yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. Yes, this is not we what I will, ordered, but it's fine. We will order shitty Chinese food for dinner, primarily to get crab rangoon mm-hmm. and then whatever else. Yeah. Just whatever sweet <laughs> sticky chicken comes with it that night is fine, but crab rangoon. You know, you know, I think I talked about this on one of the shows, but I had never heard of crab rangoon until I started dating Dave. I, it just was not a part of my life. And I was like, is this a Boston thing? Because I've never heard of it before. Ah, uh, yes. That Bostonian crab. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Boston does have a Chinatown. Yeah. Um, but New England does have sort of a distinct style of Chinese food that I wasn't even familiar with until I moved to Boston. Like lobster sauce is a thing in Chinese menus in Boston. And I had never experienced that. Hmm. Um and in Rhode Island, our favorite Chinese food place had a menu in three languages, and it was English, uh, Chinese, and Portuguese, oh, because there are yeah. so many Portuguese oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the home of chow mein sandwich, which is like dry it's chow mein noodles and what? brown sauce on a hamburger bun. What? Oh, Bobby. <laughs> I never ordered wow, that. Wow, is, wow, that wow. was beyond the pale even for me. <laughs> but it was a thing that, that people sell and people eat uh yeah so mm. anyway. gotta eat something yeah yes everybody needs to eat something i do also want to pause to take a note to say that the david roth tweet of his impersonation of stephen a smith at a pf changs saying to me that's preposterous crab rangoon things of that nature is coming up on its 10th anniversary and i realize that'll probably mean nothing to most of you except maybe hillary i, I don't know that really oh. no this tweet spawned just generations of Stephen A. Smith impressions, and <laughs> David Roth tweeted this on June 13th, 2012, and I'm just so excited for all the 10-year pieces that are going to come out. <laughs> uh, Clearly so an anyway. important cultural event. Yes. Yes. In, in sports media, Twitter, yes. Crab Rangoon, things of that nature. And then my third is onion rings, beer battered. I don't eat raw onion, but I love onion rings. Uh, See, big, I would have had that too, rings. but I feel like it's a side. Just like I wouldn't have fries on mine. Hmm. Well, the only reason why I would say that you could consider it an app is because of the blooming onion kind of situation. Right. So that was my question. Do you like onion rings as a different kind of situation? Like a loaf or... Yeah, I... I'm not a fan of the bloomin' onion. I feel like the um, the the base is never as as fried as you want it to be, and then it just makes yes. a giant pile mess. Yeah, it's foreshadowing to my overrated app when we get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the bloomin' onion's never really done it for me. But the onion rings, and there, and obviously it has to be a good onion ring. There are so many bad mm-hmm. onion rings. Totally. Yeah. So many. It's I like that cool. you said beer batter too, because that's. The yeah, best. They, they need to be crispy and crunchy and they need to be not slimy and you need to be able to actually bite them and not have like the entire onion pull out. Pull out. Yes, yes. that's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. No <laughs> pulling out. Um, <laughs> this is the um, podcast where we don't pull out. So. Bobby, um, have you ever had Tony Roma's A Place for Ribs? Um, their <laughs> loaf of onion. The, whole name. <laughs> the, uh, the onion loaf that they do there. I have not because the only Tony Roma's <laughs> Place anywhere for near me was in, <laughs> Place for uh, in Canada. <laughs> and so I just never had a cause to go because if I was going all the way to Niagara Falls, 
I was obviously going to Boston Pizza or to Kelsey's. I wasn't going to go to. So, no, I don't think I've actually ever been to a Tony Rome to as a place for ribs. Where? Yeah, place for ribs. Well, if you ever go, get that because it, you will not. Loaf. Two yeah, words just I never look thought it I'd up. Google together. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Ooh. It's really good. Oh, you know what? This is interesting because I'm looking at a picture of it now. This We could probably just steal this and make it the show picture. Uh, it, it's got the surface area thing that I'm always preaching, mm-hmm. but then assembled as a mass. Yes. That's Yeah, that's, that's the best of both worlds right there. No wonder so, it's flagged as recommended on the menu. <laughs> so they, would, they actually have like a fryer attachment that they put in that shaped like looks it looks mm. like it's a tower now more than a loaf and then they dredge all they would home make it so like chop a bunch of onions and dredge it and put it into that thing and jam pack it in and then fry the crap out of it it was delicious you had me at fry the crap out of it <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it really looks less like an onion loaf and more like an onion bunt yes now it, now it's concerned. a bunt yeah because yeah. <laughs> it used to be a loaf it used to be yeah. like a big brick but I like that it's its own sauce cup holder. I know. <laughs> I would try that. Yeah. Onion loaf. I, I'm so distracted now. Anyway, those are my three. <laughs> and from chain restaurant to chain restaurant. Indeed. Well, I don't know. I put do these count next yes. to my first one because I picked Cheddar Bay Biscuits from Red Lobster. And they are table carbs, right? Yeah. They're not yeah. going to be on the appetizer menu. Because they just come to you <laughs> like a dream. <laughs> but the thing is, I couldn't stop thinking about them. And I could eat my weight in Cheddar Bays and die a happy woman. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is about them. I think back in my roommate days, one of my roommates had a copycat recipe that she made one time. And it was fine. But the alchemy of... Red Lobster is indescribable, and so I just am forced to include Cheddar Bays, whether they actually fit the brief or not. I think it's in the category of chips and salsa. I think it fits, because it is a preamble to the meal, so I think I think it fits. Okay, good. I deem it worthy. <laughs> <laughs> then my second is yes. spinach and artichoke dip. Yes. And this is just... Yes. I would say the general category because there are so many variations on this theme. But that is the one where, Hillary, you were saying that you lose all control and go into a fugue (laughs) state. It's like I want to stop eating. I know. like, that's probably enough now. But I'll I'll have, like, one more. Well, okay, now for sure I'm done after this one last one. And, like, 45 minutes later as I'm licking the inside of the dish, then the regret begins. You get that little taste in your mouth and you're just like, I can't quit it i gotta keep going on <laughs> this oh, but if so you good. think about it spinach artichoke two yeah. vegetables yeah but a shit ton of cheese shush, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hush now hush now <laughs> uh, i actually one of the things that i was thinking about putting on here because when i went to um houston's for Dave's birthday, we got spinach and artichoke dip because it's really good there. But we also got, I don't know why I did artichoke two ways. Like the artichoke, like, you know, where you like scrape it with your teeth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, which is like ostensibly healthy, I guess. But you dip it in like a mayonnaise based yeah. kind of deal. And I'm like, and you know what I was thinking about the last couple of weeks? 
you really put this in my my brain, and I've realized that I am one of you. I really like my food to be wet. Yes. <laughs> I really <laughs> realize you. with every meal, I'm like, I need, I need a sauce. Wet. <laughs> I need yeah. some sauce with this. Like, I can't eat this dry. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I was eating like leftover tacos today, and I was like, I-, I need something with this. This is too dry right now. Give me some salsa of some sort. Next week, we should do top five sauces. Oh, ketchup. I don't know if I can limit it to five. I know. That'd be really hard. I just, I just need ketchup. That's what I always say when I yeah. take like 12 ketchup packets. I, I need my food wet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, boy, now I'm thinking about, let's see, spinach and artichoke dip, crab rangoon, onion rings. My Lord Digestive Tract is not going to be happy after this weekend. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> you. Um, I actually really struggled with my third pick because we talked about it a little bit when we were hashing out this show idea is that I come from a non-appetizer family. Yeah. On the rare occasion that we went to a restaurant with, where there was a place that had an appetizer menu and a main menu, it was strictly forbidden to order an appetizer because, I don't know, my parents thought that we didn't need that much food or they didn't want to spend that much money or however it was. So Did I you got- try? Did you ever try? Or no. did they just say? I was going to say, no. and there's no way that you tried. <laughs> did they say out of the gate no or just no one ever talked about it and so you I, never knew? I don't remember honestly but still even to this day my mom's really not much of an appetizer person so i i'm not quite sure how that all like bubbled together in my toxic belief sludge (laughs) and family dynamics but it's just like i even today the idea of ordering an appetizer seems super decadent to me so it's not something that I do a lot so I didn't have a lot to pull from when I was trying to come up with ideas um, and something that like really sets my hair on fire but I ended up putting potato skins on the list and I don't know why but just because I kept thinking potato skins they are good yeah they're really good that's a solid solid do a nice loaded potato skin Mm -hmm. I love the chewiness Mm -hmm. of the actual skin itself and the way you have to kind of tear that apart and then you, you know you get a little cream cheese or sour cream and yeah. very wet lots of very sauces wet. And- <laughs> maybe a little vegetable on it yeah oh yeah i like that i could yeah. have a meal yeah oh yeah skins. Mm-hmm. absolutely those are good. what do they do with the insides do you wonder mashed potatoes i guess at restaurants they could do a mashed potato yeah i suppose hmm. there's something like a like a double stuffed mashed potato situation where they make the potato skin and then pipe the mashed potatoes back in. Yes. All mixed in with cheese mm-hmm. and yep. good oh, stuff. Man. Now I want that. <laughs> <sighs> well. Uh, good list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, really solid. Mm-hmm. I think we covered a lot of ground. I wasn't yeah. sure how close we'd all come into one another's and... No, we we had we spread it we spread it pretty far. There's basically mm-hmm. nothing here I wouldn't eat. No, absolutely um, not. There's nothing. Yeah. Well, so there jo- are several things I wouldn't eat, but we haven't talked about them yet. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's a good transition and very good transition. Maybe you should go first on yeah. our oh. on our overrated apps. Yeah. So we talked brief briefly about doing like our overrated underrated. What is it, Bobby? 
O-U-F-L-F? Yeah. <laughs> Our oofle, overrated, <laughs> underrated, least favorite. Overrated, underrated, favorite, and least favorite. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I depend on you to remind me of these things. But A we bit did that talk- I stole from another podcast nobody <laughs> listening to this podcast has ever heard. Yes. Or, or more simply, we talked about doing like our top three and our bottom three or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we ended up just each picking one appetizer that we think is overrated. And mine, I guess let's go backward now. I'll start with me. Mine is edamame. I do not understand the delight and the glee with which people eat some steamed beans with a little bit of salt on them for $12. So question, do you not like it or do you not like paying for it? I just don't see the point. Like there's, it's not that I dislike it. It's fine. It's a bean. <laughs> it's a bean in a pod. That it you have feels to like it should teeth. be free. Like, yes. like yes. chips and salsa. Yes. Like when you go to Japanese restaurant, it should be free. Cause then you're, you're going to be paying $20 for a sushi roll. They yeah. should at least give up some soybeans. <laughs> it, it's just, it seems so unnecessary. I'm like, what's the point of this? Yeah. And people that love edamame just love edamame. And I'm like, what's the big deal? It's the beans. I do it to pass time waiting for the sushi to get sushi. there. Because yeah. I, I treat it as my chips and salsa. But yeah, this mm-hmm. kind of bullshit that they charge for it. I mean, whatever. Especially when it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, getting edamames are cheap when all you have to do is steam them and sprinkle <laughs> Put some salt, salt on and them. Charge six times what you paid for them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I hear that. I like, there's a spicy version that I like, but then sometimes they go a little crazy with the spice and you're like, okay, what's going on right now? Like, my <laughs> mouth is on fire. Um,. I you know Bridget loves it because I think she's like this is fun but yeah after a while and it is kind of gross that there's like a disposal mm-hmm. bowl <laughs> it's just kind of irritating I don't want to work that hard yeah just eat lima beans they basically have the same texture and you don't have to peel them there we go we just yeah. bring a bowl of lima beans with salt on them to the table and call it a day <laughs> I, mean, I actually like lima beans so that wouldn't be a problem for me but People would probably stare. <laughs> probably, especially if it's like a communal yeah. bowl of lima beans and everyone's just putting their hands in there. Ooh, not really right. into that. Ooh, ooh. I guess that's the good thing about the uh, pod for edamame. Yes. Sure. <laughs> it's its own wrapper. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks for making it weird. Um, <laughs> mine, I think, I don't think it'll be controversial in this group because I think we will all immediately agree but it's on so many appetizer menus. And the problem is, I like it in theory, but in execution, it is almost always a failure. And that is nachos. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody assembles a plate of nachos in a logical way. It's just a giant pile of shit all melting together in the middle and then a bunch of dry chips underneath. That's yeah. you got to spread it out. You got to spread yeah. the chips out. That's the only way to do it because yeah, yes. otherwise the bottom chips don't get anything and they're just soggy. Yeah, I love a homemade lasagna. nachos, but yeah. would never get them at a place. There is I might a- like to double layer, like chips on the mm-hmm. bottom and then another yep. layer of yes. yeah. chips yeah, somewhere totally. in the middle. Yeah. Well, and sharing nachos too is the worst. It's like, "Oh, I'm going to reach in and grab this chip and I'll, you know, and then and, pull yeah. off all the toppings." Right. And everybody's trying to take the best chip left. It's like taking mm-hmm. the largest slice of pizza out of a box of pizza. And then all that's left is the soppy pile. 
And Which then, I'll still eat. Don't get me wrong. Right, I'll but then still you're, eat. You're, you're taking like the chips on the side, the broken shitty chips, and you're trying to like Dip claw it. machine yeah. some <laughs> of the goo, and you're like, oh, good. Here's a little cluster of refried beans or black beans, sure. And like, oh, I got a chunk of cheese over here, and I can sort of, and the chips that are left in there are floppy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, okay, Bob. Never enough sour cream and guacamole. No, for my taste. No. Right. I okay, Bobby. I have a question. Yeah. What What is your thoughts on tachos? It's fine, but it's not an ideal use of the tater tot. <laughs> like tater tots are designed to be little crispy garbage, you know, tubes that you dip in a sauce. They stay crispy until you dip them and then you eat them. By doing tachos. All you're doing is ruining the crispy element of the potatoes, so you end up with just a mound of quickly, rapidly soggy potatoes. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, and again, you now, call like, them? It, they're designed to be crispy garbage. What? Garbage tubes. Yeah, crispy <laughs> I mean, garbage tubes. Can we use that for a show? <laughs> yeah. Because, yes. <laughs> because I, I mean, that's what that they are. Have... They yeah. they were designed to use the scrap potatoes. They're the leftovers from when they make all the other shit. They compress all the little scraps together and they make tots. I don't want to hear this talk. No, tater tots are lovely in their own right. I am one Native American. I'm fine with using every last part of the potato. I just asked because I feel like the tots absorb the stuff in a better way that chips are have a flat plane and then the cheese just like falls off onto well that on that's it. true so if you had a tot assembly bar okay mm-hmm. and everybody had a bowl and you could put your layer base layer tots and then your sauce and your your sour cream and your taco scented meat of some kind you know whatever mm-hmm. and all taco your other scented. stuff your accoutrement and then you could eat it with a fork that would be great. I would totally do that. We've done that as a home dinner, like a Taco Tuesday variant. We but... joke about doing that at work, opening a restaurant. There's there is a perennially failing restaurant space across the street from us. And we've talked about doing like a nacho bar or a tacho bar. Yeah, absolutely. It. If it was like Chipotle where I went in and there was just a tot base option instead of rice mm-hmm. for my bowl, I would eat the shit out of that. But the problem is... Again, it's the shared plate of nachos that's the problem. It's the shared plate of tachos. Then you got four people double dipping with a fork, trying to like carve out their little spot. Eventually, your spot's running into somebody else's spot. Come on, this is post-COVID world. We can't be doing that shit. (laughs) That's true. I haven't shared nachos with anybody since the advent of COVID. Um, I remember in the before times, you always just kind of tried to be sort of careful about where you put your fingers right and not like trail them all over everything but it is you have to have a certain uh, level of trust in your fellow diners to do that yep Mm -hmm. i just realized something and you just gave me a flashback to sharing an appetizer with you and i'm realizing that we both failed to put cheese curds oh on these lists now i think part of it is that it is regional i did Mm. not grow up with cheese curds fried and now when I see them on menus where I am, they're not usually particularly good. They're basically just mm-hmm. bite-sized mozzarella sticks because they're not truly cheese curds. But you took me, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. I just remember that they were just heavenly cheese so curds. Good. They're, and they were like so light. Yes. Whereas cheese curds like, can be a little like bomb. They were like tempura. Mm. 
Mm, the Mill Northeast. I haven't been there since COVID. I should see if they made it. I mm. hope so. Oh, anyway, nachos right. was my overrated Hillary. Uh, mine is one that I was I was really trying to rack my brains because I I like a lot of appetizers. I'll at least try it. There's none that I. Okay, so this is something that I think it's kind of an appetizer. I think of it as an appetizer because I don't. I mean, I guess some people would have it as a whole meal, but I feel like it's the you know, the before kind of stuff to a meal. But I I like the event of this, but I do not like oysters. I, I, I will put enough, like, sauce of some sort on it that I can get it down. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't, the texture kind of grosses me out. I think it's fun. It's like when I go to a crawfish boil, like I think the activity is fun, but I like, I think the party is fun, but I don't actually like crawfish that much because I think it's too much work for too little payoff. But I kind of feel the same way with oysters. Like it's sort of fun to like do it, but I don't really like the taste of it that much. And it just is is like a gelatinous thing going down your throat. (laughs) And it's super expensive. Yes. Yes. It's not for me. Yeah. I've talked before about how we, as Besides not being an appetizer household, we were not a seafood household because my mom can't stand seafood. And so there wasn't much opportunity to do a lot of seafood experimentation growing up. But I have tried oysters. We, I think when Carl and Libby were getting married and we met their parents and had, you know, the meal of connection of families kind of thing (laughs) yeah we went to a really nice seafood restaurant and matt and i ordered an oyster appetizer basically because we're like well let's try it because we're both um, fairly experimental or like adventurous when it comes to food and so we got like a sampler thing that had three different types of oysters like a deep water oyster and a mid-range oyster whatever and it's like they were just not gross no no but i didn't get what the big deal was and i think there is something to pe- people's palates if you have a taste for seafood then there is absolutely nothing better yeah for yeah. you to you and i just don't have that taste yeah it's, it's like people me. who love sushi yeah and i'm like mm-hmm. it's sushi it's like whatever yeah it's it it tastes like I don't hate it. I, I I like it. I'll eat it. But it just is not something that's calling my name. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. must get these. Yeah. Like, you know, like chips and salsa call my name. <laughs> they sing from the heavens. <laughs> Come get us. I just feel like you could eat uh, salt water, like ocean water that's made into jello. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd get the same effect and it would be a lot cheaper. <laughs> and you're supposed to kind of tip it. And yeah. doesn't it sort of bypass the tongue? Yeah, and like yeah. it point? doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. People put sauce and stuff on it, so then you're just eating sauce? Like just I basically I'm eating like tartar sauce a tartar sauce. Right. I'm like mm. with ocean in it. <laughs> <laughs> just highly salt some tartar sauce and save yourself thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh Christy. Um, mine is shrimp cocktail. God. It's oh, sophisticated households from the 50s <laughs> totally. are shocked at you. <laughs> it's just so like the cold giant yes. shrimp. The sauce isn't very good. I mean, what is it like a well, cocktail sauce, right? Yeah. 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 Which is basically ketchup with horseradish in it. 
right? Isn't that yeah. how you make it? I think so, yeah. Um, it just is not, not appetizing at all. And because I only, I am a pescatarian, that sometimes is the only kind of like mm-hmm. thing. So I just don't get it. But um, yeah. My That's aunt, my- who does definitely does not listen to the show, anytime she has a party, she always buy a shrimp cocktail and she's like and she thinks that we're going to be really impressed by it i'm like so impressed and i'm like yeah when you're like peeling the plastic cover off of the shrimp cocktail i'm really stoked (laughs) to be eating it yeah it's such a boomer like um (laughs) appetizer totally my mom would make like a a dip that was like cream cheese based and then put shrimp on it and then also like made cocktail sauce i'm like who is eating this and how do you even go about it? But I think you would have, you would serve it on those club crackers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Super fancy. I also have an aunt who always does the shrimp cocktail and it's pretty funny how reliable <laughs> they it is. Love it. it shows up. Yeah. Oh, look. Does oh, now we're getting shrimp cocktail aunt. <laughs> well it always comes in the like the round tray yes always yes. arranged yes Ooh, fancy, <laughs> or, or at the restaurants when you get it in a cup like a parfait cup yes you know <laughs> it's hooked over the edge yes <laughs> oh, gosh. oh god i feel like you should be at like a dar luncheon or something that's yes, just totally. the perfect <laughs> whenever i visit boomer ranch is where my dad lives they have happy hours and one person always brings a shrimp cocktail and it never gets touched no oh gross but it's so funny it's called a cocktail but it's not a drink it's not a drink uh, but probably in the 50s, they were definitely drinking very uh, stiff cocktails. When oh, they yes. were eating and it was those. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the question of the week is, do you have a shrimp cocktail, Aunt? <laughs> uh, what is your favorite appetizer? Oh, we're going to we... get some responses on this. Did, yep. did we miss one? What did we miss? No, we did. Oh. This I'm is sure. so dangerous. Why do we do these topics? <laughs> I know. God, I'm so hungry. I know. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll move on to Tishi Recommends. Get away from the hunger for a moment. Um, okay. Actually. So um, I'm going to recommend. I did finish watching season two of Bridgerton. Christy, have you watched Me it? Me too. Yesterday. Um, I, I, I didn't realize it was out. It, God, it, that seems mm, fast. I know. It was it, fast. It was fast. Okay, so I will say I enjoyed it with caveats. I will say there is way not enough horniness in this. Like, Oh, mm. my God. I almost stopped watching. <laughs> I know. Was the horny? I did, too. I did, too. I was like. <laughs> and the thing that's a bummer about it is the lead guy is super hot. Like, I got into yes. him. The lead girl is beautiful. Oh, my God. They have, like really good chemistry and they basically for the first six episodes like brush lips maybe like twice like they Mm -hmm. kind of like are making intense eye contact with each other and they like hate each other but obviously like they don't hate Mm -hmm. each other um so you're like yes like this hate buck is gonna be really good Mm -hmm. like i can't wait and like it was fine it was fine fine. and we had to wait like (laughs) Eight episodes, seven, eight seven episodes. episodes, seven yeah. episodes, seven episodes, six episodes until they kiss, and then seven episodes until yeah. they did it. And I'm like, this is out of control. This is not what I come to for this. And there was no. a little bit too much um, focus on some stuff I really didn't care about, yep. like the other families, like financial woes or whatever. I was like, I don't care about 
this that was when I went back to Candy Crush when those people came on air. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. I mean, it is perfect for one, you know, double screening and two, like just kind of a binge and it you know, it's bright and beautiful and stupid soap opera kind of stuff. But you know, I, I I didn't have a bad time. I just wanted more horny factor in it. Yeah, so if last year, if the first season was rated R, this is PG. Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe PG-13. What is the cause point? The, cause there is one a, boob. There's a yeah. boob. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, last season, you, I mean, this season you could watch and your kids could be in the room. Yeah. Mm, last yeah. season, no way. No way. No, <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, especially when you got to that one episode where they're, like, doing it up against the wall. You're like, what's going on? One uh, thing it did point out, though is how bad the acting um, from What's-Her-Name on Gilded oh, Age was. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... What's-Her-Name, Louise something? Oh, um, yeah, Louise, well, st- she's a streep. What's her... Yeah. What's her... Um, God, she's such a bad... Oh, my God, she's such a bad actress. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't remember what her dad's name is, but uh, anyway. Uh, uh, not Gump. Gemmer, but, yes, but she changed Gummer. it from Gemmer even, right? Yeah, yeah she goes by her like middle, middle name? name, I think. Yeah. We know who you are. You look yeah, just like we your know, mom. And we want you to die off the show. <laughs> get, get out of here. Or replace her with the Bridgerton actress. He's yeah. really good. God, she, that, uh, Kate was so, so good. Anyway, so, you know, it's fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. And it's eight episodes. It yeah. goes by really quickly. Yeah. Um, this next one is you. me. Yes. Yeah. The trilogy of bad CEOs, um, <laughs> which is uh, the ones we're watching. The Dropout, Super Pumped, and We Crashed. Um, the Dropout is about Theranos. If everyone knows about her, I'm sure um, it's taken from the podcast. I don't know what you're talking about, Christy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's eerie how much she looks and sounds like her. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, she does. Um, super pumped is about Uber and it makes me feel real gross. Ugh, yeah. Um, and then we crash is about we work. We just, I just watched a half of an episode of that one. Um, what I, what's the annoying part is I can't binge it. We have to wait. And the dropout comes on Thursdays. What show comes on Thursdays? Yeah, that's kind of so weird. dumb. It's not. Friends? It's not. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not musty TV. Guy. <laughs> no, Caroline, Caroline in the city. I know, but that was back Boston when we cared. <laughs> I need all shows to drop on Sundays that are streaming. We'll say all shows to drop on Sunday because yeah. it doesn't matter what day you watch it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the Gilded Age came out on Monday, and I was like, "This is a Sunday show. This it's is not a Monday show." I still day. haven't watched the finale. I'm. I've watched everything but the finale of Gilded Age, but I know they're coming back for another season, and that means they're going to rip up Troy to shoot another season, yep. which is going to be fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely want to check out The Dropout. I think I'm going to do that this weekend. I'm I watched the first episode of The Dropout. I, I'm not sure, but that's just because I'm not always very good with, like, I don't know. I don't want to spend, I don't, oh. What is in your time? What with you want to say? And mm-hmm. well, yeah, I don't want to spend my time watching people that I don't want to root for. But I don't uh, like. I am so into escapism. Yeah, that yeah. it's a retelling of reality. Mm-hmm. That it just I don't I can't quite get my rocks off on it. But yeah. it was good. It's yeah. just a lot of it's super cringy too. Like, yeah, 
the things that go on, I just want to hide under the blanket. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's super cringe. It we watched three so or four cringy. episodes. I, oof. Brutal. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, with that, it's time to get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com. At our Facebook group, we will have the Fantabulous Four um, <laughs> matchups <laughs> for Munchie Madness. TMTMTM. Uh, and you are welcome to vote in those. Or, of course, you can send us your picks if you are not on the Facebook group or Facebook in general because it's evil. The show Twitter is at Tishi Show. You can email us those picks at tshishow at gmail.com or send us a voice memo on anything of your choice your favorite appetizer maybe what we got wrong about oysters (laughs) oh i know that's how you want to spend your time then we will be happy to hear a counter argument on that but in any case any voice memo that you send to us will be appreciated or you can fax bobby the list of appetizer menus that (laughs) make your heart go pitter patter at 617-354-8513 that's not love that's an arrhythmia (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And that was everything. And I mean, absolutely everything about appetizers. No more left to be said. We have no more to say. (laughs) Close the book. Empty the chamber. (laughs) We talked about them all. Every single one. If I could escape, I would. But first of all, let me say, I must apologize for acting, stinking, treating you this way. Cause I've been acting like sour milk all on the floor It's your fuck shit and shut the refrigerator Maybe that's the reason I've been acting so cold If I could escape Yeah.
Do not isolate that, Bobby. 